1: What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? This is Classified. This is Mocha Only. This is Sean Price. Yeah, Ghostface Killer. This is Quake Matthews. What's up, I'm Brother Ali. Fight Diggy, Tribe Call Quest. Eloquent, man. What up, Styles Feed the Ghost. This is Absolute. This is KO. And you
0: listening to The Come Up Show where that feel good music lives. This is the show that
1: you come up on. Yeah. This is the spot that you come up strong.
0: What's going on? Welcome to another edition of The Come Up Show podcast. It's Throwback Thursdays. I'm your host, Martin Baum, and joined once again by DJ Cheddow. Chit. So, uh, today, you're talking to another member of Hip Hop Royalty. Last time, mm-hmm. Fife Dog, this time, Young Guru.
2: This is the man known as the Sound of New York, man. He's recorded over 10 of Jay Z's albums. And he's also worked with Notorious, B.I.G., Little Brother, Talib Kweli, Kanye West, Eminem, Drake, and so much more. He's also Jay Z's official DJ and recording engineer. The homie, young guru.
0: This is a guy. When Jay Z's in the mic, he's going guru.
2: Turn my <laughs> vocals up.
0: This yeah,
2: definitely. Um, uh, this was so. This came out. This interview, the video interview, came out in uh, 2013. Like uh, you know, uh, we did this. Uh, I believe the winter of 2013. And um, man, this 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 uh, interview had to be really really patient for because like it was scheduled to be at like seven to eight p.m. Guess mm-hmm. what? It didn't happen until 3 in the morning.
0: Wow. Yes,
2: yes. It was like that. Uh, but I was really happy to talk to Young Guru. He was really polite and gave me all the answers, that I all the questions. Uh, he answered all my questions. And we touched on piracy, the Lord Furness Mac Miller, um, you know, lawsuit that was yeah. happening at that, at that time. If Jay-Z is ever going to retire, um, you know, that was a great question where he was talking about music was one of the things that you could do until you're literally about to die, right? It's mm-hmm. not like an athletic sport like, a, you know, basketball or hockey or anything like that, where your body can give up, uh, Young Guru's new headphones that were launching at that time, and the art of the album, and so much more, man. I'm really excited for you guys to hear our Young Guru interview.
0: It's great. Let's take a listen.
2: This is the club show where that feel good music lives, real recognized, real. It's your boy Ched over here, London, Ontario, United Cuts, and I'm honored to be interviewing who I am interviewing today. He's basically the finest sound of New York. He's mixed 10 of 11 Jay-Z albums, worked with all your favorite artists from T.I. to Kanye West, Drake, Eminem, so on and so forth. Please introduce yourself, sir.
1: Uh, go by the name of the young guru. Got a bunch of AKs, Hank McCoy. Hank McCoy. Beast, yeah. Um, you know, I go by a bunch of names, but Young uh-huh. Guru is the one I go by.
2: Okay, and uh, your lecture at uh, Pop uh, Tech 2012—the video just came out for yeah. it. Um, you were talking about how piracy has, you said, basically great in our our culture, our society. If it wasn't for piracy, hip hop wouldn't be around today. Absolutely. And and you felt that the music industry is approaching piracy in
1: in in a wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. What like, do you think it should be? Doing? Um, just embracing <laughs> the pirate. Like you know, basically pirates are showing a hole in society, something mm-hmm. that we're not feeling or something that the people want that we're not giving to them. Uh-huh. Um, so that's basically what it is. Instead of fighting a pirate you should see what it is that they service into the people and then figure out how you yourself can service that. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, that was really my message. It was like um, in dealing with digital downloading and dealing with the era that we're going into now with the internet um, you can't just attack people. So it's got to be a way to figure out What am I not doing that the Pirate is doing, and how can I monetize that? That's really what it is. Basically. Um,
2: I think, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but the the Lord Furness and Mac Miller, Lord Mm -hmm. Furness sued him $10 million. Mm -hmm. Uh, The news just came out that it was settled out of court. There's not any details about it. Uh, Mac Miller still feels like he wasn't uh, at fault, and I'm quoting him right now. He said, if it was really a problem, people would be getting sued left and right. Uh, the, is there is there a precedent now set from this? Even though we don't know any details.
1: Nah, the precedent was yeah. set when Biz Markie got his album taken off the shelves. That was mm-hmm. you know the first thing that said, "Yo, you can't just take somebody's music and just rap over it." You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. think with uh with the Mac Miller situation, I think it was different because he basically. Has shown in the, in in previous interviews by songs that he's done that he was a fan. Uh-huh. So to him it was probably like, yo, you know, I'm a fan of your music. I was just taking an instrumental and freestyling over it. And uh-huh. you know, at the end of the day, it's like you do gotta clear people's music. If it's going on a mixtape, that's one thing. Uh-huh. If that mixtape ends up selling, uh-huh. then you're selling something, and you gotta clear whatever it is that you're doing. You uh-huh. know what I mean? I don't know the particulars of that situation, so I, I try not to talk on things that I don't you know fully know about. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, if if you're gonna do something and sell it and it has somebody Music on it, you gotta mm-hmm. clear it. It's only right. You mm-hmm. know?
2: Yeah. I think it's something that us as fans we don't really in, uh, understand sample clearances. It sample affects, clearances yeah. is easy.
1: I can explain it to you in two seconds. If mm-hmm. you sample somebody's music, there's two different things you gotta clear. Mm-hmm. You gotta clear a master, mm-hmm. which means that if you use that actual song, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and let's take for instance, let's say you you sample uh, Whitney Houston, right? Uh, she sang the song. So you're sampling her, you want to get master clearance, but Dolly Parton really wrote the song, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to get publishing clearance from Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. It's just two sides: it's whoever owns the the writing of the song, which is mm-hmm. the publishing, mm-hmm. and whoever owns the master. Mm-hmm. Meaning that you can have one song that's written by one person and performed ten, twenty different times. You know, mm-hmm. we see that all the time. People remake songs. Mm-hmm. So it, It's that simple. You just got to get clearance and work out a deal. Um, and and you can negotiate for however much it is. It, it could be all the way from the artist saying, hey, I love your music, go ahead and just use whatever you want, mm-hmm. all the way to somebody saying, no, you absolutely can't use my music no matter how much money you want to pay me. You know, they have that right.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you think our listening patterns have evolved as, uh, as right now, th- 2013? Uh, I remember growing up and listening to an album, and I'd be absorbed in that album for a few months and mm-hmm. really, you know, take it in. Now with all this free music, free albums, free mixtape that's coming out, we, I think, our attention span has uh, yeah our attention span attention
1: span yeah. got faster yeah um you know records used to have a three month four month lifespan you know mm-hmm. now it's like it's hot for a week and then it's the next song mm-hmm. um but at the end of the day it's just like those are the positives and negatives that come along with the internet. Mm-hmm. All of that has always what I tell people is all that's always been there. It's just that you never heard it. Right? I heard demos you know a hundred demos in a week on a normal basis. So it's like I used to hear all of this music. Now the whole world gets to hear it because this person isn't handing me the CD. they posting it online. Uh-huh. So that music has always been there. It's just the access to it is greater now, right? Uh-huh. So our listening span, and especially younger kids, like that 18 and under they're more eclectic they're not just getting one album and saying oh this is my favorite album right now I'm gonna just ride with it you know they listen to one song that's a reggae song they listen to one song that's an EDM song they listen to one song that's a hip hop song they listen to a slow song they listen to whatever like because the the way that the internet is, and especially the way even iTunes is, you don't have to buy the whole album. You could buy one song for 99 cents and uh-huh. just buy your favorite songs. So it, it, it's it's a good thing in terms of people can get their music out faster, uh-huh. um, but it's a negative thing in terms of people not really paying attention or the art of the album um, has died down. But Then you have artists that come through and show you why there should be the art of the album when you get a Kendrick Lamar. And now those kids understand, like, oh, this is what it is when there's one complete work and every song makes sense and it all has one great idea. You know, they they see it. They get it.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, So Jay-Z is 43 years old, going on 44 in 2013, and he doesn't seem like musically he's slowing down anytime soon. I'm impressed as a fan because I've obviously been listening since the beginning, and, mm-hmm. like, he still impresses me. Like, he's still getting better. He's still doing things. Like, you're saying what? Mm-hmm. You think that it'd be a peak. Uh, do you see him? Has he talked to you about saying, like, I'm going to stop at a certain time? Are we going to see Jay-Z rapping at age 50 still? Like, I mean, we never, we never know. I hope yeah. he's
1: still rapping at 50 just to yeah. set that precedent. Um but I mean, he tried the retirement thing one time. It didn't work. You know, uh-huh. he, he likes rapping. He's you know he's, he's kind of good at it. So you can't stop being who you are. You know, at at any moment he might drop an album just because he feel that way. You know, uh-huh. and he, he's earned that right to do it. I just think what you see is is honesty. What you see is somebody growing. Um, and, and we just use that word naturation because it's, it's it's where you see the natural growth and change of a human being. But uh-huh. because he's giving you honesty you can gravitate towards it. So when he was, you know, 21, 22 years old, he was giving you his honesty. Uh-huh. When, when you know, he got into the industry and saw certain things, it's still all honesty. Uh-huh. Um, and then now you're at a point where I can be honest and make a song about my child and make a song about being married and, you know, um, just, just all the different life experiences that you go through, uh-huh. as long as you keep it honest, your audience is always going to gravitate towards it because it's like, okay, that's where he is in his life right now. Uh-huh. This is where I want to be. This is, you know, it's either inspirational or it's something that you're like, oh, I went through it. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. as long as you're honest, you can continue to make music. Um, sport is the only thing where there's a retirement age because you're not physically capable of maintaining with, you know, a, a 20-year-old that just got out of college, right? And they, you physically, as a 45-year-old, you can't run up and down the basketball court. You can't be on the football field, right, physically. Mm-hmm. Music isn't like that. People do it to death in music, you know what I'm saying? All the greats do it to death. James Brown did it to death. Michael Jackson did it to death. Um, you know, we can go down the line of people that made music until they died. So there, there is really no retirement or age limit. Uh-huh.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what is uh, next for you in 2013?
1: I got a lot coming. Um, one of the main things that I'm doing is doing this engineering book. It's going to be a, a huge thing um, for me personally because I felt like it hasn't been really done properly. Mm-hmm. Um, got a pair of headphones coming out with a company called IAI. Um, it's out of Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. And the focus of those is to make it so that people can mix records in their house. Um, a lot of people come out with headphones. Everybody be like, "Well, why do you want to do another headphone?" But most of the time, the headphones, like the Dr. Dre's, are for enjoyment. They make everything sound great, right? It's a great pair of headphones. Mine also that you can mix your records so that the, the the majority of these all these kids that you're talking about that want to make music, they're sitting in their room and they don't have a proper listening environment. So I'm designing these headphones so that they can put these on and hear exactly what I hear in a multi-million dollar studio. So that's really the purpose is to give the home producer and the home MC and the home singer a great environment for them to really reference um their music Uh so it's it's, it's that it's more lectures um going back to africa to um, hand out my scholarship that i started last year just to continue that make sure that that keeps going year after year after year Uh that's important um more more you know just more uh information given and and more lectures Uh And, and of course just djing everywhere and just tearing up spots
2: Definitely. Mm. Uh there's so much information nowadays you can teach for yourself basically anything mm-hmm. via Google and everything like that. Um what would you what advice would you give to producers uh who are coming up nowadays? It seems like they can just if they get an email from someone and send them they are blowing up overnight type of thing. Yeah, they just
1: gotta develop a sound. You know yeah. what I mean? Like uh you're seeing a lot more producers get on but you don't see any more kings. Like Who's going to be the next King? Who's the next Kanye? Who's the next Just Blaze? Who's the next Timberland? Who's the next Pharrell? It's like, I see a lot of these producers come in, Uh and they may have a hot record or two hot records, and they may have a nice year, but they don't do the things necessary to create a career. You know, that's different. Like, anybody Uh could come in and just do one year, two years, but Uh a career is something totally different. So I would say develop your own sound. Uh Run away from whatever is going on right now to make something so completely new that everybody wants to jump on it and then you'll be the guy. Mm-hmm. If you come out and you sound like Hit Boy and you sound like Drummer Boy and you sound like, you know what I mean? like mm-hmm. you could, Yeah, you might sell a record or, or move a beat for a couple dollars, but you're not setting up uh, an identity of Mm -hmm. who you are somebody would just go to the next person or you know in order to be at the top of the pyramid you gotta do the one thing that's gonna make everybody follow so it's like be different do something that I can't get from somebody else Mm -hmm. right that's really what it is
2: any last words to the world out there young guru
1: yeah, just watch. You know what I'm saying? Just, just watch what I'm doing. And, and I'm not gonna do a whole lot of talking this year. I just want people to watch and watch and watch the movements and and, and watch the things that I do. And everything that I do is for a reason. It's not frivolous. It's not um something I just jump out and do something for money. Like I'm I'm at the point now where I'm not just doing it for. To get a quick buck. Like everything has to have a super purpose to it. Yeah. You know? So just just watch. You know, and, and, and if it's things in there that you see that you like, follow it. Uh-huh. You know, and then and then I'm always up for critique too. Like where can we take the culture? What can we do? At this point that's my main concern is the culture is, is, is hip hop in general of like what is it gonna look like in twenty years, in thirty years. That's what that those are the things that I think about.
0: Well there you have it. Young guru, what a what a great guy to talk to. That's incredible.
2: Yeah, I was really humbled to sit down and talk to him. And at that time, like you know, he had a he came down to uh, London for a DJ gig, but he was in Toronto for doing a, a lecture at Google Canada. Google Canada, like this guy speaking of, in front of yeah. Google employees. <laughs> you know what I mean? The homie, young guru, man, really blessed. This is the man, like uh, that's like with Jay Z for, you know, all like ho- like ten of his albums and uh, part of his legacy that I I get to sit down in the United Cuts. Uh, barbershop and to do to be able to chop it up with him is really cool.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh as always, you know, if you if you enjoy the stuff we're doing, follow us on SoundCloud, subscribe on iTunes, however you take it in. Uh you know, we really appreciate it. Hope you guys are enjoying this and uh really looking forward to bringing more of these great throwback Thursday interviews. We got a lot of them lined up for you and of course, more original ones too uh, in between those. So, you know, interact with us, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Come Up Show. Hit us up on TheComeUpShow.com. Once again, I'm Martin Bauman. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>